Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you guys... Can you believe that Ashley and I met in person we did and we it. didn't? <laughs> we, we finally met in person at Robbie Rozelle's show and we, we had yes. such a good time that night that we didn't take a photo. We didn't take a single photo. I took, <laughs> I think, took like two videos of Robbie performing because he was yeah. beautiful and then like the sign outside. And that was the last picture that I took. After, and then we hung out for like two more hours. Then <laughs> I told Matt, who was visibly, or, you know, audibly disappointed about yeah. it. Um, I had four Manhattans that night, and you had two, two yeah. which is incredibly proportional to our respective sizes. So uh, we were in no place to leave <laughs> photographic was, evidence. It's just so funny because we kept doing the very New York thing, which yeah. I've missed. I famously missed yes. where we go. You guys going to go meet at, uh, what's it called? I'll just have a drink. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a drink. And then we absolutely stay. And then someone gets a drink for us. And it's like, well, I meant I was just going to have a drink that I was going to buy. So I guess that means I have to stay and have another drink. And yeah. I'll be here for a bit. It was That's lovely. Something. That was one of the best nights I have had in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, it was a good one. So I could not many more. Of those. Many, many more of those. That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to also give you kudos because as we start the news, just as Ashley predicted, the Broadway revival <laughs> of Neil Simon's I Plaza did Suite. You really it's did. My you week. really. It's my week. It's, it's your week to shine, baby. <laughs> uh, of course, this particular revival of Plaza Suite is starring Tony Winner and definitely hit a woman with his car in Northern <laughs> Ireland, Matthew Broderick, and oh. Emmy Winner and Queen of the West Village, Sarah Jessica Parker. True, it will begin. True. Yeah, I mean, like this, the, we've been talking about this for a hot minute, but it's now going to begin Broadway previews on February 25th, 2022 at the Hudson Theater. Yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So this was this has been a bit of a weird one um because this is just it seems like they were so and why I predicted that they were going to do it in the spring and not and you know do it in the fall with every mm. other show. They seem so committed to doing it in the spring seasons. Like they even announced uh, you know yeah. that they were going to do it uh, like they had set a secondary date and it was still like spring season. I was like, okay, so you guys clearly feel like this is as much of a spring show as I do. Um, and now we have this date that's set again for spring. I'm, you know, there's been rumblings. Matt and I have talked a little bit about what could go, what, you know, Matt thought it was going to, this was going to come back in the fall and we were going to have something else in the spring after that. So I don't know if they're going to switch that around now that this is going to be set for spring. If we're going to have something else in the Hudson Theater before that and have like a short term run of something. I love the Hudson Theater, so I can't wait to go back no matter oh, me what too. Have. It's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. What I don't know that I've loved house. anything that's been in that theater besides Sunday in the Park I was going to say, it was that nah, one that I saw a few times. We can't times. count that because yeah. it's too good. <laughs> it was too good. It should be part of the scenery forever, and that should just be there playing all the time, actually. But what can you do about that? We've got to have Matthew and Sarah come in instead. I'll be happy to see them. I'm sure that, you know, as we've talked about it before, I'm sure that they've 
got this fairly worked out that they could perform it at any point at this time. Um, so it is still a little weird that they want to do it in the spring and not do it immediately, but I'm guessing Sarah's still going to be filming Sex in the City for a while. I don't know yeah. what else Matthew's doing. We've heard some stuff. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I'll go see it because I love both of them. I love yeah. both of them and I love a Neil Simon show. <laughs> Me and I too. love the Hudson. I'm literally, I'm sitting in front of my Neil Simon Barefoot in the Park poster, oh, so I, which is nice. my favorite, one of my favorite plays. That's so yeah, I'm excited about it for sure. All right, before we get into the rest of the news, let's take a moment now to talk about our sponsor for this week, Audible. Yay, we love Audible, and that is because they are the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands, count them, thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. Their newest play at Audible Plus gives you full access to their catalog. Now you can listen to anything you want from those aforementioned audiobooks, original entertainment, podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Now, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the show, but the mm. fact that Seawall A Life, uh, presented by yeah, yeah, like the Jake Gyllenhaal, Tom Sturridge one that Hello. hopefully you got to see. If you didn't get to see it, you can still hear it on Audible because it's only available on Audible, as well as Colin Quinn's Red State, Blue State, which I'm a huge fan of. Anytime Colin Quinn does a solo show, yes, it's, it's the weirdest so thing. I'm like, oh, I will literally be there. <laughs> also, Alan Cummings Legal Immigrant. I know uh, that's your favorite one. I love it so much. I've I've never gotten to even hear it, but I do (gasps) want to shout out. I know, I know, (laughs) and I'm such a big Alan Cumming person, but is anyone alive out there is presented by Julia Madison and Noel Carey. And I... I've never worked with Julia, mm. but I have seen Noel in in any iteration. And also Gilbert Gottfried appears on oh this God, particular okay. iteration. Yeah, it's only an hour and 15 minutes, but it is absolutely amazing. And so if you love her uh, show, Ruby Manger from 54. Mm. I don't know if you remember this cabaret, mm-hmm. but it was so iconic. You can watch it on YouTube. But Julia Madison and Noel Carey's Is Anyone Alive Out There is available on Audible. And I just want you to support those great theatrical staples that uh, I think what is what makes Audible, especially their theatrical releases, so incredibly entertaining is that you get to hear things that you might not get to see in New York all the time. Love so definitely that. check that out. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500 500 that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e dot com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 one more time visit audible.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 to start your free trial today all right you want to be starting something well Ephraim oh, sure won't be did you like that that was cute that was I'm cute really... here you say you're bad at segues <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I'm very good at cheesy segues. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Every confirm. time people listen to an episode that I'm on, they do a little eye roll and then they smirk thinking, and you did they, it. Yeah, exactly. We did it, Joe. Did it. <laughs> get oh. out the banner. Get out the banner. <laughs> While Mission the new MJ... Oh, my God. I'm cracking up. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so while the new MJ musical continues to change casting three times at this point, there's a new middle Michael, Miles Frost, Ephraim Sykes from Newsies, Hamilton, you name it. He's an incredible singer, dancer, uh, actor, performer, dude. Um, he was set to star as Michael Jackson, but due to scheduling conflicts, 
he'll be filming Russian Doll instead. Yeah. He issued this really lovely statement being like, you know, I'm I'm glad that someone else is going to take on the role of the King of Pop. I wish him well. Miles Frost will make his Broadway debut when the musical opens previews on December 6th, ahead of a February 1st, 2022 opening night at the Neil Simon Theater. Miles marks the third MJ announced. If you guys remember, nice. Jordan Fisher was announced and then had scheduling compl- conflicts around the time that the documentary on HBO came out. Weird. Now Ephraim Sykes as well. And now we have miles frost and and i don't want to take anything away from these three gentlemen i just think it's kind of uh this this show has just been through so many hoops and like with lynn not a detached who is such an incredible playwright you know i'm just i don't know we've we've just been through the ringer with this particular production before it's even gone to previews yeah so I, i i'm glad for this person to have their broadway debut um they're a dc native Excited to see it, but um, yeah, this whole thing has been sus. I feel if anyone except Lynn Nottage was writing this, people wouldn't yes. be so um, eager to jump on board because, as you said, this has kind of already been through the the ringer, and we had there was two documentaries or just one regarding Michael Jackson. I know there was a big one. Leaving uh, Neverland was the big one. Yeah. Most recently. Okay. Right. And then Jordan Fisher dropped out for scheduling conflicts. Um, or about. Uh, I can't remember yeah. if he did before or after. Regardless, this has already been pretty controversial from the get go. Um, and will continue to be. I know we've yeah. already expressed our <laughs> disinterest, distaste to this musical. I, I think they released a, like a little teaser with Miles Frost and he looks really good and I'm, I'm excited for him to make his debut he looks like he can really embody like the physicality like Michael Jackson's physicality he's got like that young Michael Jackson lankiness yeah. and the Whoever's facial features middle Michael role has to be yeah. able to embody the off the wall era of Michael yes. which is yes. so important uh, for the audience to be able to like see that yes uh, because yeah so Would be, which becomes <sighs> such a huge thing for any kind of bio musicals or similar yeah. of like if you're casting somebody to be somebody that well known whether it be Michael Jackson Michael Jackson or Cher as we saw on the Cher show you really have to be able to see that person mm-hmm. otherwise it's just not going to be convincing and I really do think they did it well with Miles Frost like he looks great even from the teaser that they released i'm just not excited about the show and i don't know anyone who is unless they are employed employed exactly what i was gonna say yeah unless they are getting a paycheck from this show or they are some weird diehard mj fan and therefore defender uh i just i don't see it i um Ugh, ugh. Hey, do you remember, uh, speaking of Cher, do you remember when uh, Lena Hall was middle Cher and her voice was too powerful to be Cher? <sighs> yeah, weird. Just, just weird. Can you imagine? <laughs> you're, you're too, too You're good. too much. You're actually too much for this role. You're, Can you imagine? Please go do All something right. else and then get cast in like a meatloaf musical instead. Enjoy Snowpiercer. <sighs> All right. Well, oh. Let's talk about a popular Playhouse announcement that came through today. So Geffen Playhouse has announced that it will return to in-person performances in September of this year. Uh, their 25th anniversary season will launch September 14th and run through July 24th. Their season, though, 
particularly involves um, the man himself, Mr. Brian Cranston and oh, Amy Brenneman. I mean, I couldn't believe this. I was like, okay, yeah, then Very go nice. Very nice. Yeah, and because you and I are such big fans of New York Theater Workshop, and Matt and Correct. I talked about it yesterday, um, they did issue something that I wanted to talk about. So because of the ticket price spike as we return to live performance, uh, they issued uh, some kind of like statement about accessibility to all. So they're basically wanting to ensure that they can serve as many people in the community as possible. At the first two performances of every New York Theater Workshop production, all single tickets will be available to the general public for just $25. Tickets um, are available on a first come, first serve basis online by person or, or by phone or in person. Additionally, a $25 cheap ticks rush for day of tickets will be available for young people, seniors, artists, and East Village and Lower East Side residents, especially ones who have been mm, put nice. out of work due to the pandemic. Yeah. So I, I was just thrilled to see that they were like, hey, we recognize that that's a thing. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and which I haven't, I haven't seen anybody else do. Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. But not, like, not really. Maybe, maybe parts of like Lincoln Center stuff, yeah. but I don't know, like maybe link tick stuff kind of situation, but I don't remember. Yeah, this is kind of a, this, I hope we see more of this, especially for institutions as big as New York Theater Workshop, who, you know, we've talked about how much we love many times on the show, and then I will see anything that they want to put on for now until the day that I die. Um, I think this is great, and I think we've talked a lot over the last year as far as like you know, are just being out of work and that kind of like accessibility in terms of when shows got back, how much more expensive they were going to be. It's a big thing that we're seeing already as Broadway shows have started to release <laughs> tickets to their shows and we've seen shows get sold out very quickly and then end up back on the market, uh, a la Bruce Springsteen and how expensive <sighs> stuff like that has been already. Uh, we're kind of, I, I feel like this is going to be a very long haul thing of we're going to see such awful, even more so than usual, price gauging. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to have something like New York Theater Workshop say, no, we're, we're trying to actually make sure people want to come back to the theater, not just want to be back, but also are able to come back. Always nice to see them put in the work. Yeah. So when I'm on the show, we will talk about the South. Um, as we know, Georgia <laughs> passed some pretty controversial legislation to change the state's voting rules. And when this happened, the team behind the highly anticipated film adaptation of Wicked had some second thoughts about shooting the film in Atlanta. I didn't even know mm. they were going to do this. So uh, yeah. the fact that they had second thoughts, I was like, oh, no. But composer <laughs> Stephen Schwartz received a call from none other than Stacey Abrams herself. And he said that she strongly urged us not to boycott. She pointed out that a boycott and withdrawing the film from Atlanta would hurt the very people that we are trying to help in terms of workers and in terms of small businesses. <sighs> this is kind of what I've been saying as well, like with MLB yeah. and all these places that were like, you know, okay, well, now we're going to take the all-star game out. Now we're going to do this. It's like, I hear you. I appreciate you know, the allyship right, or right. like, you know, making sure that you don't support something that you don't support. However, what ends up happening is that you are hurting the economy of a lot of people 100%. that 
have nothing to do with this. So I, I appreciate the stance. And then I see, I see a lot of the sides, you know, like my, my family's from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Like mm-hmm. I hear about all of this all the time. And I just want to say, like, I really appreciate it that Stacy did that. I didn't even know that Wicked was going to be filming here. So <laughs> yeah, the a hundred percent co-sign everything you just said. This is something that I kind of follow pretty extensively because I cover filming in four mm-hmm. major cities, Atlanta being one of them and the surrounding area. Uh, this is something we've seen a lot with the film industry returning is that we've had a lot of boycotts so far and there have been very few people, really the biggest one being like Tyler Perry because his studios are set up there being like, no, we're not leaving Georgia. Um, and there were a lot of boycotts. I think there were some boycotts in terms of like Marvel films at the front of, you know, anti-voting, anti-abortion bills that were God knows how many months ago at this point, because I have no sense of time anymore. <laughs> um, but what's happened is that they've said those things that hurt the workers and then they ended up coming back anyway. Like there isn't, there hasn't been a decrease in productions in Atlanta. There was a decrease in productions in Atlanta because of Mm -hmm. the pandemic, obviously, and then, like, the resurge of the pandemic. So there was a period of time where stuff came back. It was still low. There was a resurge. uh, It was low again. And now it's starting to come back up again. Like, it's in full force right now. So they're not losing... (laughs) <laughs> they're not really losing the business of like the low tax cuts in the Georgia area. Cause that's why everyone wants to film in Georgia anyway. Um, yeah. but now because of like, there are certain productions that have been, bo- that have boycotted working in that area. Those workers have lost out yeah. and then other productions just end up picking up the slack. So that's where we are right now. I hope they do continue to film in Georgia. I, I feel like. Unfortunately, boycotts within the film industry and television industry do not work in the manner that they no. want them to. The, 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 mm. As you know, as we both said, that the only thing that they're hurting here is the workers because the politicians are not going to listen to that. They're just no. Not. It's not like these people voted on that, right? Exactly. It's not like the people. It's the politicians that are doing it. The politicians are already anti-left and therefore anti-Hollywood. They love that it makes so much money for Georgia, as they should. But that doesn't mean things oh, are going to change as a result. The walking Dead. Oh, forever. Every damn Stranger Things. Walking Dead. Stranger, Stranger things, things. Forever and ever. And all the Marvel films, for that matter. Everything films in Georgia, or they start yeah. in London and then move to Georgia. So they've got money for days. A boycott of one film, a boycott <laughs> of Wicked, is not going to stop Georgia from doing its Georgian things. So let's not throw any more hitches in the Wicked film. Exactly. Jachu doesn't need this shit. My God, I'm going to be 98 by the time it comes out. I can't wait. So <laughs> let's talk about sex, baby. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so popular sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer is trying to get a one woman show about her life, becoming Dr. Ruth to Broadway, starring the incredible Tova Felcha. Uh, here's oh, a quote yes. from Dr. Ruth. See, okay. I just want to, I, I, I want to toot my own horn for a second. Uh, All I saw in this headline was Dr. Ruth Broadway show. Yes. And I said in my little brain hole, Oh, you know who would be good? Tova. <gasps> Look at you. Casting director, me. Yes. Bernie Chelsea, who? Get, get, yeah, so truly. Truly that. <laughs> uh. <No. laughs> so here's a, here's a quote from Dr. Ruth. 
I think if we could get Tova with this story of mine to the Museum of Jewish Heritage, it would be like a gravestone for my family who doesn't have graves. Her mm. family was lost in the Holocaust. Uh, the last time I saw Dr. Ruth personally was backstage at Waitress of all places. So I know oh. the girl likes she loves, she loves her theater. Oh, what, a, <laughs> what a painful in you know beautiful quote that is from her it really just hit me uh i would love it i adore her i think she's great i know she lived up here in my neck of the woods in inwood when she first came over because we've got like a wall of quotes from people one Mm -hmm. of which being about how much she loves inwood for her you know becoming the person that she is like yes dr ruth absolutely i think she's great i'd love to see uh, you know i'll watch tova and anything definitely watch her as dr ruth oh my god what an excellent casting decision you made grace thank you it is all me (laughs) i'm gonna take the power from these women you should (laughs) (laughs) no i I think it would be awesome i totally co-sign it and uh yeah so the black theater united will present a new deal that establishes industry-wide standards regarding equity diversity inclusion accessibility and belonging the program which focuses on the future of black individuals in particular in theater was developed during the commercial theater summit from march to June of this year. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show. Um, I'm glad to see that mm-hmm. there's, you know, some conversation about what happened after that. I just want to read off some attendees for one specific purpose. Yes. I want to make sure that we are holding these people accountable. So Charlotte St. Martin from the Broadway League, we've talked about a bunch. The mm-hmm. Neater Organization, the, sorry, the Nederlander Organization, Jordan Roth and Hal Holberg from Drew Jamson, Tom Schumacher and Ann Court from Disney Theatricals, Bernie Telsey of Telsey & Co., Tara Rubin of Tara Rubin Casting, Mary McColl, Kate Schindel, Rachel Chaskin, Michael Greif, like Jerry Mitchell, Lonnie Price. I mean, it goes on and on. Uh, Choreographers like Chris Gatelli, Sergio Trujillo, which Mm -hmm. uh, composers, Mm -hmm. Kristen Anderson Lopez, Tom Kitt, Bobby Lopez, Janine Tesori, like playwrights Lynn Nottage, who we talked about earlier, and Doug Wright, Mary Mitchell Campbell, Alex Lackamore, Lackety Lack, uh, for lack of a better word, and Stephen Aremus. Like, these are all people that are all heavy hitters. The list goes on and on. Yeah. But I just want to say that as we see more of these people's shows come back in any capacity, we want to know what they gained from these conversations. Yes. And so that's that's the only reason that I try to read this long, long list of people no, is good. because it's really important that we're examining how these people operate their productions in the future. And I think I I've heard some rumblings. I can't like reveal all of them uh, because that's like, mm. uh, you know, even though that's like what I do, is sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I know that certain organizations have already taking incredible precautions as far as like how they're getting back into it, hiring uh, great mental health professionals, making sure that these people have enough physical therapy to get through more than normal. Mm. Through equity, you know, I mean, this is this is the future, especially how we help our uh, black theater artists who we have neglected for far too long. Couldn't have said it better myself. There you go. Uh, finally, Preston Max Allen, creator of We Are the Tigers, available to listen yeah. through Broadway Records. Oh, just wow. saying. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hello. Will hello. host a place for us celebrating trans and non-binary artists in musical theater today, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ah. So if you are listening to the show before that, you can tune in. We'll include the link, the Eventbrite link, but it's presented in part with the help of L. Morgan Lee, Shakina Nafak, and Anise Sheth, who you'll hear soon because she is a dear friend of mine on Tell Me on a Sunday podcast. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and sis. So, <gasps> Love sis. Exactly. So I, I think that this is something that I hope our listeners will be able to tune into because these yeah. people from, from the little trailer that I saw, 
these people are going to take on Broadway. Like, be all just, over. I hope so. God, yeah. if any, if there's any justice in this world, absolutely. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, we just kind of got this. Six, the Broadway musical will launch a national tour despite the fact that they've not oh, had okay. the proper opening all right. night. <laughs> all right. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to start in Chicago, March 20th, 2022. But like, go off, Queens. They'll be back before that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll yeah. be they'll be back very soon. I can't wait. I can't wait for six. Yeah, same. I still haven't seen it physically. I haven't either. I haven't seen it physically. There are 8,000 bootlegs out there, and I refuse to see it. Same, same. Because I want to see it on stage. It's like a 40-minute show. It's it's a little bit longer. It's like an hour-long show. I'm going to see it on stage. Like, that would be absurd to just sit at home in, like, my pajamas and watch a bootleg of that. So, soon, eventually, I'll get to it. Well, then, yeah, if, if any listeners have some hookups, we would like to. Hey. hey. Uh, finally, and some recommendations, even though this is kind of not at all theater related, it is theater adjacent. <laughs> the Many Saints of Newark trailer has just dropped. And I mean, I feel theater. Like, yeah. Broadway's own Leslie Odom Jr. is in it. So that's Broadway, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we just get a pass to talk about it anyway, because Thank it's. You. Yeah, exactly. It's David Chase's, exactly. what, like second film? I mean, this is a big so. deal. If you're a Sopranos fan and you've not watched the Many Saints of Newark trailer, you, you can see James Gandolfini's son is playing a younger version of him. And you can hear his hearing his yeah. uh, like a voiceover at the very beginning of the trailer. I was like starting uh, to cry a little bit. Yeah. But I've been waiting for this for years. <sighs> and you're in New Jersey now. So you're basically a part of it. Like, that's your oh, life. Ashley. You Grace. walk outside of my door, and my butcher <laughs> has a photo of James Gandolfini in uh, the butcher cheese. Like, there's so much. I love, that you, I love that you have a butcher. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so Where am I going to get my cup of coal? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not a joke. I have a cheese guy. Like, oh, yes. I love. You I got to have a cheesemonger. If you don't have a mutz guy, what are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. My you're southern ru- Japanese ruining, ass. You're ruining your life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your southern <laughs> Japanese New Jersey, New Jersey Italian transplant. Yeah, the fellas is the best film I've ever correct, made. Correct, correct. Opinion. On that note, thanks for listening to Jenny on Broadway. <laughs> Make sure that you're following us on Facebook because we are posting our daily updates now, uh, so that you can kind of keep track of the show. Oh, if nice. you haven't already listened to the show throughout the day, you can see it there. Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. As we get more into Broadway seasons, like we're going to so many events, we're we're tagging everybody like oh you want to make sure that if you're not physically in new york you're kind of there when you're watching broadway radio social media live through us having our collective six manhattans that, well, that, yeah <laughs> don't forget about our patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash broadway radio you can find me all the time on twitter and instagram at it's grace aki ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley thank you guys so much we will see you tomorrow 